around the world, locally, with family and friends. And to those viewing for the first time, the House of Destiny International Ministries presents Dr. Larry Manley with today's message designed to create a spiritually vibrant connection between our listeners and God. We hope you will enjoy this presentation and above all, we pray you will be blessed. Somebody say, whoa! If you want eternal life, you got to take it by faith. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence take it by force. There ain't going to be no, no, no two churches up there now. It's just going to be one. And Christ is the head. He's the one. So let, 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 let's first of all, let's divest ourselves from that type thinking. Because that's the type thinking that keeps us from knowing God's word and excluding yourself when you should be including yourself as being the chosen one. So he says now, and, and, and if you don't have the faith to receive that, then that, that, that's you. But there are some people in here that does have the faith to understand that they are Jews. And don't never let nobody take that from you. Because when you came to be saved, you became a spiritual Jew. One who gives praise to God, right? That's all a Jew is. One who gives praise to God. It ain't got nothing to do with no geographical area. It's a spiritual thing because God is a what? Spirit. And those that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. So the first thing that the church has to do is that we've got to get our identity in check with who and what we are. Would you agree with that? Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord tells us here that those Jews, those are, that give praise to God, which believed on him. See, now that's another thing right there. See, I can't just read over this. It's too much there. You see, See, there's a lot of us give praise to God, but we don't really believe in God. And because we don't really believe in God, the things God has for us, because all the promises of God are yea and amen, the things that God has for us, see, we don't receive because we give him praise, but we don't really believe. Help me in my unbelief, the man said. Because, see, it takes faith to bring it about. But this is what Jesus said. He said, now, if you continue in my word, then, uh-oh, conjunction, only then will you be my disciples indeed. Disciples are those who are learned in God. You hear a lot of people say, I'm Christian. I don't say that. I'm a disciple. Jesus didn't call me a Christian. Jesus called me a disciple. It's a difference. They were first called Christians at Antioch, but that ain't what Jesus called us. Jesus called us. He said, if you continue in my word, it's in the book. Then you are my... Did he say Christians? Where y'all Bibles at? 
Because that, that word that dig don't it say, if you, that, 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 that if you continue in my word, then you are my disciple indeed. See, a disciple is somebody that's disciplined in the way of God and in the learning of God. It's a big difference. Big difference. So when people say they're Christians, that don't excite me. But when you say you're a disciple now, whoa, that's another level. See, that, that, now you got my ear. See, you don't have my ear when you say you're a Christian. I'm sorry. You do not impress me when you say you're a Christian. But when you tell me that you're a disciple of God, that means that you are a disciplined learner and executor of what God has said, because he just said, the only way you can be my disciple is that you continue in my word. My word is my logos. That word there means logos. Logos is, means the spoken word. That's why it's so vital that you have a preacher to speak the word. Why? Because it didn't nothing happen until it was spoken, right? As long as that word ain't spoken in your life and over your life, ain't nothing going to happen. God proved that on the first day. When everything was void, the earth was void, without form and nothing. And then all of a sudden, God said. And when God said, things started to happen. Am I right about it? Didn't nothing happen as long as God was quiet, right? Ain't nothing going to happen as long as you're quiet either. <laughs> see, see, when you speak into the atmosphere, that's why I say life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs, what, 18, 21, or 22? Power of the tongue, life and death is. When you speak it, when you speak it. Otherwise, you can tote that book around, you can read it, you can do what you want to. It won't work. You've got to get a spoken word. You've got to speak it. That's the word. He said, if you continue in my spoken word. That's what that word there means. That word right there means logos. And logos means spoken word because now it's activated when you speak it. Amen? Amen? So you got to continue because what? Faith cometh by what? So you got to continue to hear what? The spoken word. Right? And by continuing to hear the spoken word, then guess what? Your faith will grow. Faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. But how can you hear if you don't have a preacher? And how can the preacher preach to you if he ain't been sent? He can get up here and he can fool you. And he can talk good to you and make you feel good about yourself. But he really need to tell you the truth, he or she. So that you can, you know, take a look at it. And let's examine ourselves. And let's get things right. But see, we're missing that today. That's what we're missing. So God says here, Jesus, he said, now, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And then you shall know the truth then. Mm -hmm. When you continue hearing this word, you will know the truth. That's why every time that <clears throat> Brenda and I stand in this pulpit, we make sure that you learn something that you didn't know before. We build on what you already know, but before it's over with, you're going to know some stuff that you didn't know previous. You see, That's what's called building the house. Spiritual house. 
Because there ain't no need in me teaching you that two plus two is four again and keeping you at that level. See, that's keeping you dumb. See, that's what that's doing. That's keeping you ignorant. You know, you come to church, you do your little thing, then you go. But you didn't learn nothing. Same thing. It's like going over in the first grade again. Well, you done been through it, you know. Come on, man. How are you going to build a foundation again? Let's move on, build a house. You agree with that? Say, you'll know the truth, 32. And the what? Truth shall not set mate. Big difference between setting you free and making you free. We talked about that before. See, see, this thing ain't got nothing to do about setting you free before it can make you free. See, you got to be made free first before you can be set free. I, 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 come on now. Come, come on. You know, you, you, know, you got to go through the process before you can play the guitar or the bass or whatever it is that you do, you, 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 got to, you, you can't just be set free on it and talk about you're going to play it. No, you got to go through the process. You got to be made to play that thing. And once you're made to play it, then you're set free to play it. See the difference? First, you got to be, the truth will make you free. Now, truth don't come cheap. Now, that word make free means to set you free of all mortal liability. See, that's what the truth will do. That's what salvation does. It sets us free from all our mortal liability. Y'all know what a mortal liability Y'all know what a liability is. A liability is a debt. We all know about debt. And nobody in their right mind like debt. So mortal means it ain't gonna last forever. So, sin places a mortal liability on our life. That mortal liability is death. Salvation exempts us from, being made free exempts us from the liability of mortality. Amen? See, that's what that does. That's why this is the call to eternity. Because, see, a lot of us don't understand that this is a very significant thing in our life. To know God and to honor God and to give praise to God. This is not a joke. This thing is not a plaything. you see. And I get mad when folk, when, when, when they teach uh, fake doctrines and call it God. And then you got folk to get mad because you preach the truth to them. But they don't want to hear it because they caught up on the big name. But the big name got a big sign in hell. Oh, yeah. And it's got a big auditorium, too. And the preacher down there is known as Satan. And he got a billboard and he got monitors and he got fire. He got all the, what they call that stuff, the fireglyphics or whatever it is. You know, them things that go off when at the rock bands and at the church rock groups. Yeah, y'all know the pyrotechnics, whatever you call it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, he got a lot of that. You know, he got a lot of fire. He got a lot of fire. So Jesus tells us now, you know, hey. 
This is what you got to do. If you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciple. Not my Christian, but my disciple. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will exempt you from all moral liability, make you free. Amen? Amen. In verse 34, verse 33, say, and Jesus said, and they said to him, uh, we, we, we be Abraham's seed. That's them Jews. You see. And we're never in bondage to any man. <laughs> How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? See, they didn't know nothing. Jesus said to him, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, Whosoever commit a sin is a servant of sin. Remember 2 Peter 2.19? That which is mastered a man, a man is a servant to that which has mastered him. So this is what I want all of us to do. I want all of us to examine ourselves and find out what it is that's mastered us. Is it lust? Is it needing a man? Is it needing a woman? Is it money? What is it? Is it drugs? What is it? Food? What is it, children? What is it that has you bound? Because whatever it is you're a servant to, then it, that's your master. And you can, you, you can holler Jesus all you want to, but the truth of the matter is, is that you've got to examine yourself and find out what it is that you got to get cleaned up in your life and rectified in your life. That's right. You, you, you got to look at this thing. You got to look at this thing. You got to look at self. And stop looking out there at everybody else and start looking in. Because you know? it's easy to look at everybody else. No, look in. Pray for others and start looking in. Start giving yourself the same condemnation that you would give the next. Amen? So, you know, that's my challenge. Is that we look within ourselves. It's just an eternal word from the Lord. That's all. I don't have to shove it down your throat. I don't have to act all proper about it or anything. All I got to do is just speak the word. Because you say if you continue in my spoken word, my word, my logo, my spoken word. You'll be my disciple. See, if, I keep, if you keep coming and you keep getting this teaching, you know, you'll get better at what you do. And I will too. The Bible says in verse uh, 35 that, and the servant, now watch what the servant does. He says now, whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. You see? The servant of sin does not abide in this house forever. We got to leave up out of here. But Christ, the Son, abides forever. So when we get in his house, it's an eternal thing. You understand the call of eternity now? It's all about switching houses. Amen? Because one of them ain't going to last. And then the other one is. So we have this decision. See, we have this, we're at this crossroad in our life. And here today, we have to discover what it is we want to do, where it is we want to go with our life. How good do we want to become in this thing with God? Or we want to just stay casual with it? How good do we really want to become at this? 
Understanding that in verse 36 it says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Go to Galatians 4, 26. Galatians 4, 26. Are we there? Verse 26 of Galatians 4 says, But Jerusalem, Jerusalem being the city of peace, is known as the motherland, which is where? Above. That's where Jerusalem is, the real one. But Jerusalem, which is above, is what? Free. That means it's free of exempt from mortal liabilities. The one above. Amen? All right now. Which is the mother of us. Now, did that say some? Mother of us all, didn't it? Hmm? Amen. Now, Jerusalem, which is above, no wonder Colossians tells us, the book of Colossians tells us in uh, chapter 3, verse 2, the book of Colossians tells us that we are to set our affections on things above and not on things of the earth. Wow. What a wake-up call. Because we do just the opposite. Let's tell the truth. Do we not? Our mind ain't... Every once in a while, we probably get a glimpse of up top. And don't stay there long because it won't be long before what's lower pull you back down to this mentality down here. You understand what I'm saying? But it says now Jerusalem is the mother of us all and it's free of all mortal liability. That means death can't touch it. Pain can't touch it. You ain't got to cry no more. You don't have to worry about nothing else. You know, all of your tears are wiped away, you see, because there's not, all that's gone, you see. See, the difference between the Garden of Eden in Genesis and the Garden of Eden in the end is that the Garden of Eden in Genesis had a tempter in it. But the one in Revelation, there ain't going to be no tempter there, and there ain't going to be no little tree to tempt you either. Because ain't nothing there going to be but the tree of life. And all those other trees that bear good fruit. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil won't be in the new Jerusalem. Amen? You won't have that temptation. See, that's, that, 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 that's something we, we, we have to look forward to. You see? See, we got to keep our mind on things above. You know, when this thing gets so hard on you down here that you don't know if you can make it or not. When that thing gets so crazy down here, you've got to be able to glimpse into the future of your destiny and say, you know what? This ain't forever. This too shall pass. Because I got a home in eternal glory. And that's a real thing. Just as real or realer than we're sitting here right now. See, this may very well be the facade Instead of the other, the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is more real than where we are now. Because everything came from that. 
See, all this is is a facsimile of what's behind the scene. So naturally what's behind the scene is the original. And the original is always better and more real than the facsimile, right? Y'all know what a copy is when you copy something. You got the original and you got the copy. Revelation 21, verse 2. Talking about that. We're done with this new Jerusalem, right? That's what we're dealing with. And this Jerusalem is above. It's a place above. In Revelation 21, verse 2. Stretch your head a little bit here. A little bit. I don't want to get too much to you at one time to confuse you. But dealing with this Jerusalem, see, it's the motherland, right? That's what this Jerusalem is, the motherland. In Revelation 21, verse 2, it says, And I, John, John means grace, just the gift of God, okay? John saw something. See, you, you can't, without grace, you can't see this. And I, John, John means grace. It takes grace in your life to be able to see the holy city. Would you agree? Do you think a sinner without grace can see it? Hmm? Can't see it, can it? It takes a degree of grace. So this is what John is telling us here. You got to have grace in your life and able to see what I'm about to show you. He said he saw the holy city. Grace showed it to him. The new Jerusalem. That's that city of peace. The motherland. And notice what it's doing. It's coming down from God and out from heaven. That means God is above heaven. The Bible says it's coming down from God. And then out from heaven. I know what down means. Down mean down. Out mean out. God is above heaven. Although he threw all of heaven, he's above it. Because he created it. Otherwise, the world wouldn't say that the new Jerusalem is coming down. You need to read your Bible. We got Bible. You need to know what's in there. See, that's why, that's why I'm just going to be honest with y'all. That's why y'all don't know no more about the Bible than you know. Because y'all don't get a Bible and go along with what the preacher tells you. I'm just throwing that out there for you to help you. I call it lazy. It ain't nothing personal. It's just lazy. This is what you're conditioned to. This is what they, this is what they teach you. This is why you always get fooled. Because they teach you to come to church and don't open your Bible. Nobody never challenged you to. I challenge you here. I'll lay it in there on you. I don't care. If you come back, you'll get some more. If you don't, well, somebody else will come. I've been doing this too long to worry about it. I've been doing it too long to worry about it. If you come, you come. If you don't, you don't. They, the Bible says, let every man work out his own soul salvation with trembling and fear. It didn't tell me to do it. It told me to give you the word, right? All right. Huh. Didn't it tell me to sound the alarm and get the blood off me? Huh? Now, once I get it off me, I'm done. Amen. As long as we're on the same page. 
That's what you call love. I love you enough to chastise you. If I didn't love you, the Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of the enemy. See, the enemy won't tell you what I tell you. The enemy will play with you. Oh, it's all right. Oh, it ain't all right to stay ignorant. No, it ain't all right to do that. Ain't nothing right about that. Now what's wrong with us now? Then we always crying about the government, Trump, all that old crazy stuff. That don't mean nothing. Don't mean a thing. Wouldn't make no difference who's up there. You'd still have to go out and get your own food, wouldn't you? You think they're going to come down from the White House and give it to you? Yeah. Don't make no difference who up there, so it don't matter. Ain't no difference. All in God's plan. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. John said, I saw this thing, this new Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven. Mm. Prepared as a, watch this, bride. Aren't we the bride? I'm finna connect the dots. Adorned for her husband. Ain't Jesus Christ the husband? Look what they say, this new Jerusalem. This thing coming down out of God. Hmm. Adorned as a bride. Or like a bride. Look, prepared as a bride. That's us. Adorned for her husband. That's some pretty deep stuff here now. Y'all remember that man child? How many of y'all remember it? Raise your hand. Got a few of them in here remember that man child. See that thing keep going back there. That thing up top. Remember Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you and where I am you will also be? Did You remember? That man child is that new Jerusalem that's being, that we're going to step into. That's that motherland. That's our, that's our outfit. That's the motherland. You see, it, 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 it ain't a, a land like we know it. It's a living entity, people. Didn't he just say that the new Jerusalem was prepared as a bride? Adorned for her husband? Didn't he? That means it's a lie. That means that the bride is actually the motherland. Oh man, y'all need to catch something now. Y'all better catch what's coming or going on here now. See, I need some spiritual giants up in here. I'm, try I'm trying to grow up some giants up in here. Spiritual giants in the knowledge of God. Giving you the best of it. But you got to be ready to receive this thing. And it's got to come by way of your spirit. So he said, now look here. He said, now I'm going to show you something. Remember it said that Jerusalem is above? The one that's free? That man child is free. Regardless. Ain't nothing. The devil can do to it, and ain't nothing you can do to it. The only thing that you can do is not feed it, and you won't be able to get in it. You better watch yourself. You can't damage it, but you can damage yourself. Amen? All right, now. I'm getting it to you. I'm landing in there to you straight. You can do what you want to with it. 
Now, verse 9 and verse 10, same chapter. Because we're we just about done. We really are. Now watch this. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. And he talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the what? Bride. The lamb's wife. Now, did you, you see that angel there? <laughs> that angel going to tell y'all who he is. And you ain't going to believe it. But I'm going to show it to you in the book. It's all about connecting the dots. It's all about line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. With stammering lips and a new tongue, the book of Isaiah say, I'm going to teach these people. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. You got to know where to go. This angel, watch this. He says, go to 22 verse 9, Revelation 22 verse 9. This angel, verse 8 and verse 9, he's about to tell you who he is. Because see, John's fixing to do something that's sacrilegious. And the angel going to stop him. Revelation 22, verse 8 and verse 9. Over there. Watch this. He said, and I, John, John keep talking about he saw things. Why? Because it takes grace to see it, right? John said, I saw these things and heard them. And when I heard and seen, watch what he did. I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. You see what John was about to do? John was about to bow down to that same angel that was showing him. But watch what that angel said. See if you can catch this. Watch what he says. He says, Then saith he, the angel, unto me, verse 9, See thou do it not. In other words, do not bow down to me. For I am who? Thy what? Fellow servant. And of thy who? Brethren, the who? That's one of the prophets that's died and gone on. That's in angelic form now. He's in his. See, that's why y'all need these Bibles, Doc. You need a Bible, man. You don't need to sit here and listen to me. You need the Bible. So don't do that. No more. You get that Bible and you look in that Bible where you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. He says now, I'm one of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren the prophets and of them which kept the sayings of this book. And he told John, don't you dare bow down to worship God. He's one of them that was walking on this earth, preaching the word of God, who have now been translated in his man-child suit, the motherland, and now he's of angelic form. Well, let's back that up. If that won't do, which, which that's plain as ghost butt going up here. Let's look at Matthew 22 verse 30. 
Matthew 22, verse 30. You there? Watch what the word says. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the what? Angels of God in heaven. That is. That is. He just told you what it's like when you go up top. So you don't have to wait to some far distant place for the resurrection. No. When you leave here, you resurrected to a high state then. Whether you believe it or not. You out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trust me. When you leave up out of here, you, you raptured. <laughs> you got raptured. So, so, so you don't have to worry about that. You just make sure you wrapped it in the right thing. Because if the angels ain't escorting you out of here, uh-oh, we in trouble. Somebody got to... See, 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 what you got to understand is that the prince of the air, that's the first heaven. That's where the demon is. That's where they are. Satan and his demon. Through this atmosphere. That's why the world's so crazy. When we breathe it in, we breathe it in all these demons and stuff. Because he's the prince of the air. The Bible says he's the prince of the air. Don't we breathe? Well, if he's in the air, ain't we breathing him in? So does it any wonder we crazy? Huh? You take a car and run down Times Square? Hmm? You breathe the right demon in, you do something crazy too. Right? I mean, we do crazy stuff with Jesus in us. Think about folk that don't have Jesus in them. And they breathe in this stuff. Hmm. Prince of that. So when you leave here, if you're not escorted by angelic form, then these demons, they're malignant. They're going to latch on to your soul and you're done. You got to be escorted up out of here when you leave up out of here. <laughs> you, better, you better start open your Bible. Don't come up in here like that no more. Because I'm teaching you better. I'm grooming you. I'm grooming you. God got a great commission for you. I'm grooming you. So I'm going to be hard on you. So you might as well get ready. But I'm going to love you. Don't I always look out for you. Because I know what's in you. And I'm not going to teach you wrong. Or nobody else in here. Now watch this word. I got one more scripture and we're out of here. Verse 9, he says in uh, Revelation 21, 9, we're still talking about that new Jerusalem and that entity which we are. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, we told you who he was, which had the seven vials full of the seven plagues and all of that. And he said, come hither, and I'm going to show you the bride, which is the lamb's wife. He said, I'm going to show you this. And look what he did in verse 10, and I'm finished. He carried me away in the what? So you got to be in spirit. Where did he take him? To a great 
and high mountain. In other words, he took him to a place that he'd never been before in Revelations. He took him up high. Now watch what he did. And showed me. What did he show him? Wait a minute. Now he just said there in verse 9 that he's going to show him the bride, didn't he? Ain't that what he said? But what did he show him? There it is. That's the bride. Thank you. And it's a lie. And it's lie. It's a lie, people. It's a lie. It's a lie. And when you're going down through there, and we might get into this deeper next week, I don't know, or maybe the week after, I don't know. It just depends on what God say. But I will say this. That city is 1,500 uh, miles square. On each side. That's the size of the city. According to the Bible. But. You got to be able to count the number. 1500. 1 plus 5 is 6. That's the number of man. So the whole city. Is made up. Of the saints. The whole city. And it's a living place. It's a motherland. And it's not just standing still. It's moving. It's moving through the universe. It's moving, people. I know this, this ain't church. This is kingdom knowledge. I'm, I'm revealing to you the revelations of what God gives to me. And I back it up with the scripture. All you got to do is open your mind up and get church out of you and get the kingdom in you. Where you can learn something. Because it's time out for this garbage that these preachers is preaching. Yeah, I'm talking about you. It's garbage. And y'all folk that's out there listening to them, they ain't preaching nothing, basic information. You need to go further than that. It's time for you to grow up. Paul told us that back in Hebrews when he wrote it. He told us that. We need to leave that elementary stuff and go on. Let's, let's figure out what, what, what are we dealing with? You see? Kingdom. Not church. Not Christianity. Discipleship. Discipleship. Stop using that word Christian. They use it too easy. Start telling people you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because that's what Jesus called. That means I'm on the way of learning and disciplining myself to be more like Christ. Come hell or high water, regardless of what I want or how I want it, I've got to discipline myself. Paul said I bring my body under subjection at all times. Pull it down every time it try to rise up. Stomp up. That's discipleship. That's taking ownership of who we are in Christ. That's being able to walk this thing like we're supposed to walk it. And not take these wooden nickels that they're out here teaching and preaching. And got us thinking that Jesus Christ and God is a Santa Claus. No, that's our creator. And the one that made us is the same one that has the right to destroy us. And don't you ever think that he won't. Because he weak. 
He's God. The Bible says all souls belong to God. And he do with us as he see fit. But what parent is going to treat, what good parent is going to treat their child bad when their child is being obedient? Get anything you want. Same way with God. He said, if you delight yourself in me, I give you whatever you want. That's our Father, man. It ain't no difference. He, 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 he put himself in us so that we could see it from a human standpoint. Parents, children, you do right, but you do what you, you obey, and your parents will get you anything you, you want, long they ain't going to hurt you. It's the same way. Amen. Give him praise, Jimmy. 